Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords tonight. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, he's worthy of all praise. You may not feel good tonight, but you've got the breath of life in you. That's not because of me or your pastor. That's because God gave you a gift of another day. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful place. I'm so honored to be here. I was trying to figure out today, and as we were, we were driving around, I, I figured, I think we came up that I met your pastor in 1990 when he first started evangelizing. And, and uh, lost touch, but I've always followed him. And uh, it's such an honor to be here. You guys, you can be seated for just a moment. I'll get you standing here in just a second. He is on my short list of some of the greatest preachers in the movement. And uh, I told somebody the other day, I'm the tenth, I'm my tenth favorite preacher. So I got some ahead of me, and he's absolutely one of them. But I have the greatest respect for Pastor Vasquez, for his family. Bishop Wilson, Sister Wilson. It's such an honor to see you. Such legends. You guys are so lucky. We walked into the... Amen. It's okay. Go ahead. Absolutely. When we were driving over, we, we drove by yesterday, and we just seen the building, and you, your campus is absolutely amazing. But all I wanted to do, Bishop Wilson, was see see that log. And as soon as I walked in the doors back here, I, I tried to find the prayer room so I can see the log. And it just sent chills down me. You have such a great heritage. Brother Carson, good to see you. He was up and around the Indiana uh, for a time and shook his hand and said hi to him a few times at conferences. And then he disappeared on us, but he's in a good place. It's good to see you again. I'm so honored to have my wife with me. We we actually on vacation last week and kind of talked her into letting me uh, take some trips and, and, and stop in some few places on her way back to Indiana. And I'm thankful that she's able to be with me. Uh, her job has opened up a little bit more to allow her to travel with me. And I thank her for being here. Love her. And uh, just I just love my wife. Amen. I give honor to my pastor. My pastor is Nathan Cannon, my home church of the Apostolic Christian Church in Indianapolis, Indiana. And right now they are probably eating dinner because they're a different time zone and I've lost track of time. But they're probably eating dinner about now, but I give him honor. I give my children and my family honors. They work out of that church as well. And I just love what I feel tonight. Amen. That praise team would have sang probably two more times. We probably, probably wouldn't be up here preaching. I felt it. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'm going to get right into the ministry. Praise God myself. He said, if I have a question, don't ask him, but he'll send me to the person that has the answer. So I know he's got some great people behind the scenes. But I give you honor. I give the saints of this church honor. You're doing the greatest thing you'll ever do on this earth, and that's being church. One day, we're going to have to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. There's one day that our knee will have to bow. We're going to have to humble ourselves before him. But it was such a blessing when we do it. And then Samuel, 1 Samuel 17 and 4, then we'll drop down to 50, 51, and then we're going to move on. God's going to do something tonight. Whose height was six cubits in a span? If you don't know that story, you're, you're, thank you for being your very first story. Story of David and Goliath. We need Goliath. I'm not going to go into the big details because this isn't the bulk of my message. But down at 50 and 51, and it says, So David in a stone, him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran upon the and took his sword, threw it out of the seat thereof, and slew him. And cut the Philistines saw their champion, they fled. 
David and Goliath, we know it, the, the big giant, nine and a half feet. David, the little, the little shepherd boy that nobody wanted, wasn't even part of, the, part of the army, came out and he saved Israel. But I want to talk to us tonight under this title and this topic. There's always another one. There's always another one. Can we lay our Bibles down, lift up our hands? Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we magnify you. Lord, I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for what I feel in this place, God. I pray that you will help me, God, to be a vessel meet for the master's use. God, I pray that you'll allow us to receive your word. God, take it to heart, God, and do, God, what we want you to do. God, I pray that we allow you to move in a way that you want to move and you will touch lives tonight in a way that you want to do, God. And we just give you glory and honor. We just, just get out of the way, God, and we just let you move tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. David, who was a young, ruddy boy, was not part of the military, but after he defeated the giant in that valley, everyone was celebrating his victory. 1 Samuel 18 tells us in verse 6 and 7, And it came to pass as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine that came out of all the city of Israel and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines and joy with instruments of music. And the women and other played and said, Slay his thousands and David his ten thousands. Maybe they weren't good at math, but I didn't know that slaying one man equal 10,000, but okay. But we see that David was just a young boy. He was out in the field just a, a few days earlier delivering his food to his brothers. He was no part of this war. But now all of a sudden everybody knew who he was. All of a sudden David went from a zero to a hero. Everyone knew who David was. All the ladies were singing about David's great defeat of the giant. David was all of a sudden the talk of the town. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't get on any device. You couldn't get on social media without hearing about David and his greatness. And even though they celebrated David's victory, and no doubt David enjoyed the attention and notoriety, that was not the David's last battle. It is important that we celebrate each and every one of our victories. Even if I've not had a victory lately, I need to celebrate your victory. When someone stands and gives a testimony, we don't need to shake our head and, and say, well, that's nothing. We need to get up and we need to celebrate our brothers and our sisters' testimony. Because it's very important to celebrate victories that builds faith and trust. But we must always be ready for another battle. Some of y'all catching on now. We must understand that even though we can defeat Goliath, that there's always going to be another battle in our life. See, even David, even being a man after God's own heart, David was also a man of war. Psalms 144 and 1 says, Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hand to war and my fingers to fight. David, from the time he got into leadership, was going after battle after battle. From basically the time of Goliath, he had gone after battle after battle. But there was a part in that story in verse 20, in verse 51 that I read that caught my attention. Because even though David defeated Goliath, it tells us the Philistine army fled after seeing their champion dead. But even though the giant was dead, the army was not. And you will find that the Philistine army all through the life of David was a hindrance and had a relentless pursuit of David. If you go into 2 Samuel 21, it tells us what happens when we have victories over the giant but we do not destroy the enemy. And starting in 15, it says, Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David pursued him and fought against the Philistine. But this time, David waxed faint. We are later on in David. This isn't, this isn't the young David that came out of the field from the sheep. This is after years and fighting, battle after battle after battle. 
David was getting older in his age. He was not as fast and not as relentless as he used to be. But still in David's advanced years, he still had to fight the Philistine army. So he goes down to fight the Philistines, but this time David waxed faint. And it tells us in 16 that Ishbabinab, which was one of the sons of the giant, whose weight of the spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, he being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. David thought he could do what he could do as a child. He thought he was stronger than he was. He thought he could do more than he could. But we find David at the, at the moment that he's about to die. And before David was down, David had to give the, the giant had the advantage. David could not fight this giant on his own. David, they said, thought to have slain David. Some even thought David had already died. But you will find in verse 17 that Abishai, the son of seared him. And the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench not. Just picture it. David, maybe a little more gray hair than he used to have. Maybe a little bit slower with his grip. A little lighter with his grip of the sword, trying to do what he did many years beforehand. But this time the giant may have been bigger. Maybe the giant was younger than Goliath. Maybe a little faster. And even though David gave it his very best shot, David gave it all he had. I, I can just picture in my mind that that giant had David laying on the ground with his big size 32 foot on his chest. And as he's raising up the sword, I believe he was trying to recreate what happened to his daddy. You climbed upon my dad Goliath and you cut his head off. David, now it's time that I cut your head off. But as he is going up, David and the light of Israel was about to be smitten. No more, no more Israel. There's no more leader if David. But all of a sudden, Abishai came up and saved David. I need to let somebody know tonight that the giant you're facing tonight, there is somebody here to help you out. This time, David was unable to overcome and defeat the giant. This time, the giant was just a sling of a sword from killing David and defeating Israel. But as David laid at the feet of the giant, unable to fight, facing defeat and death, Abishai was there to smite the giant. And Abishai saved David and Israel. He was able to kill one giant. But all of a sudden, years later, a bad memory, a nightmare as they looked off in the distance. And once again, there was those old silly Philistine army coming after him. But off in the distance, he could see just another um, one man that was just a little bit bigger than everybody else. And all of a sudden, as David goes out, he sees another giant. But unfortunately, that was not it. Because when 18, and it says, and it came to pass that after this, there was again a battle with the Philistines at Gob. And Sibachai the Hishtite slew Seth, which was one of the sons of the giant. I don't know about you, but I can only face so many giants in my life. I don't know what you're going, or going through. And, and you might defeat Goliath. And you might be able to defeat Ishbabinah. But all of a sudden they turn around and all of a sudden there's another giant facing him. But unfortunately, there was yet another one. Because in verse 19, there was again a battle in God with the Philistines. And Elihanan, the son of Jero-Erahim, I butcher names, forgive me, the Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath the Gittite, whose staff was a Every time back, we careful that we don't get overtaken by another giant. And as I was getting this ready and I was studying this, I, I was talking to somebody and I said, we always preach David and Goliath as, as sin. The biggest giant you'll ever face in your life is the giant of sin. You overcome Goliath. You, you come to an altar, you repent of your sins. Uh, you get baptized in the name of Jesus and you slay the giant. You, you slay the Goliath in your life. But if you just read on, you find that there's other giants that are going after David. So if you're a visitor here tonight and you're battling with sin, you can't overcome that giant in your life tonight. 
There's an altar right here. There's, there's an altar where you're sitting. I believe right now, even as I'm preaching, start praying for repentance. And that devil or that giant Goliath can be defeated before we get done here tonight. I believe that with all of my might. But if you're sitting here and you're saying, Brother, I've defeated Goliath. I've been baptized in the name of Jesus. And I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. But there's something that keeps happening. There's something that is going on in my life. I want to let you know that there's some men and women around you that can help you stand up against the giant that you're facing in your life. You may not be dealing with the giant of sin, but you may be dealing with the giant of doubt and fear. You may be dealing with the giant of anxiety and or depression. Maybe it is some of your past coming back to haunt you. But David was down and out, but yet there was somebody that was willing to take a stand and stand up and fight the giant and to fight the Philistine army. I came here on this Wednesday night to let you know that you don't have to fight the giants any longer by yourself, but you've got some men and women that are willing to fight for you. Verse 20. And there's another one. There was yet a battle in Gath. There was a man who had six hands, six, six times 20 in number. He also was born to the giant. And when he defiled Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shema, the brother of David, slew him. These four were born to the giant of Gath and fell at the hands of David and at the hands of his servants. Unfortunately, the more you walk with God and the closer you walk with God, the more the Philistine army is going to come after you. We always equate the Philistine army with this world because it's an ever-ending battle. But the enemy has a weapon that it brings out every so often, and unfortunately, the later we are getting along in this old nasty world, the more it is becoming profitable to the world because they are bringing out more giants day by day, hour by hour, that it's okay and we can overcome some small situations in our lives, but unfortunately, from this church as many other churches, there were empty pews because there are brothers and sisters that have been taken down by the next giant. I was studying and looking this up, that last verse, verse 22, tells us that they fell by the hands of David and by the hand of his servants. These servants were very to David. These servants in the scriptures were not the servants that got David his food and water. These were not the guys or the women that did the laundry or sweep the floors. But these servants were in fact mighty men of valor. They had fought with David in many wars. They stood by his side. They stood side by side with David, battle after battle, protecting David and keeping Israel free. These men were trusted by David to go into battle. David knew that these men would fight to the death to protect him and to win the battle. Goliath was a giant that David had to defeat on his own. But Goliath is used as a symbol of sin. I cannot repent for you tonight. Only you can do that. But I'm telling you that there is a church and there is a pastor and there is a bishop that is just willing and ready and able to stand up side by side with each and every one of you tonight. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter if you're new or if you're a visitor or if you're a seasoned saint. I'm standing in a church that I know that there's some mighty men and women of valor that is willing to take out sin and willing to fight. Make sure that there's victory in your life because God forbid that any one of you lose a spiritual battle to the next giant that you face. As they stood there, they told David, I don't want you going out fighting anymore. David wasn't strong. David was weak at this point in time, but David was very valuable. His mighty men didn't look at David and say, David, you're too weak. Now it's my turn to be king. It wasn't about, now I'm going to take your position. Now I'm going to let you die so I can be the next king. They knew David's importance to the kingdom. They knew David was the king and they had to protect him. I'm here to tell somebody, you can hear me tonight. 
You think that you're the only one going through your problems. You think you're the only ones that can fight the Philistine army. You're the only one that you think is strong enough to overcome that giant that is in your life. I'm telling you, there's some more men and women that are going through the same thing, that have been through the same thing, and they have the strength that you might get knocked down, but they're willing, and they're able to take up their sword, and they're able to take up their shield, and they're able to save you, and to protect you, and protect your family, and protect the church, because God is the God of victory tonight. must be strong enough to fight the giants that overcome us, that try to overcome us. But I know when you face battles daily, and I know when you're dealing with heartache and troubles daily, that it can kind of wear you out and wear you down. Sometimes you get tired of fighting. Sometimes you just want to be able to lay your head down and rest. Sometimes, Bishop, you just want to wake up and know that your day is going to be okay. But too many times the people of the church, we wake up and we're just waiting for that other shoe to drop. And we're just waiting for that other call to happen or the news to break or the car to break down, the, the children become sick. We're just waiting for that next giant. But we think we're the only ones that can do it. But David said, I've got some men with me that I trust these men with my life. I trust these men with Israel. And I know if I start to get hurt, if I start to get down and out, that I don't have to fight this alone. You're in a safe place, church. You're with some safe people that they care about you. They care about your soul. They want to see you walk in the streets of gold just as they are. And I don't know about you, but there's been some times in my life that I have been so down and out that I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to turn to. And I finally got myself to turn to somebody. See, there's a point in time if David would have called off Abishai because he thought he could do it, David would have died. If David would have died, the Bible tells us that he was considered the light of Israel. Israel may have never been what it is today. What happens if David dies in that battle? What if David thinks he's big and bad and can do what he did when he was 20? What happens if he stands there and says, I don't need your help, I can fight? this battle on, our, on my own. Maybe we don't have an Israel today. Maybe we don't have the greatness and the, and the God's blessings upon Israel today. Maybe we don't have a people to look to, to cling to, and to help in a time of need. No doubt Israel goes into slavery. Maybe they don't come out. See, too many times we get ourselves caught up and I can do this. I've done it before. I can do it again. But we have to stop that mentality and we must use and, and allow those to help us out that are stronger than we are. I'm not calling anybody weak, don't get me wrong. But I know there's been times that I've needed to be carried and there's been times that I've had to carry my brother. Taking David out was not just taking out one man, but taking David out with that giant was taken out an entire nation. Maybe you are the one that changes how this church runs. Maybe you going out by a giant changes the history or the, the, the future of this church. I know dads and husbands and fathers, you getting taken out by a giant will affect the future of your house. Mamas, you're just as important as the daddies. You need to get right. You need to make sure you're strong because you've got some children in your household. They, they don't care. They don't care how, how many times you cry. They want to make sure you're strong in the Lord. So if you come to church and you're broken, you come to church and you're teared up, it's okay to go over to a sister and say, Sis, I've got some issues going on in my life. I've made some mistakes. The world is tearing me up. I've got a giant that I can't overcome because you've got some babies at home that doesn't want to see you lose these spiritual battles to the giants of this world. Fortunately, as we are getting to the end of days, and I don't know the day or the hour, I'm not smart enough to understand the book of Revelations, but I know that the enemy is growing stronger and stronger by the moment. 
and what used to be okay yesterday and you can overcome yesterday is going to eventually grow into a giant that you cannot be okay with anymore. A situation that you could just brush off and it was okay and you were stronger than it. If it is not defeated and destroyed, it will grow to be a giant that will eventually overtake you like David. And if we are not together, united as a church, you will lose. I know about four people in this church. One of them really well. But I'm telling you, I don't know who you are. I don't know if I'll ever be asked back to preach again. But I'm telling you right now, find me. I'll give you my phone number if you need to talk to somebody. If you need somebody to pray for you. If you just need a, an ear. I'm not trying to proselytize or anything, but I want you to understand that I don't know who you are, but I still don't want you to go to hell. I still want you to overcome the giants in your life. And if I can stand there for just a moment, being a moment of strength with my sword and my shield, he can help you out, my brothers, and help you out, my sisters. I want to do everything I can to help you succeed for the kingdom of God. Tonight, I know it's Wednesday night and it's Bible study night. Now, I know you kids are supposed to do something cooler than listen to this old man preach. But I want to let you know that there's victory in numbers. Because it doesn't matter how many times the Philistine army comes around. It doesn't matter how many times the giants come around. It doesn't matter how many giants you're facing in your life. When you've got a strong church and you've got Jesus Christ on your side, you are outnumbering the enemy infinity times. You are stronger with the Holy Ghost than the enemy is with five giants. You're stronger with the Holy Ghost than any problems that you face in the morning, noon, or night. It doesn't matter what you're going through. you got Jesus on your side. You can be victorious. I don't know what you're facing tonight. I don't know how big the giant is in your life. But tonight is the night, and I'm, not, I'm just giving another five minutes. I'm not a long-winded preacher. That's why people like me. But tonight is your night. Instead of running and hiding. Instead of hiding behind the rocks and hopefully the giant passes you by. Now is your time to take a stand. Because tonight I, I, I implore you that you are not standing alone. But you are standing in the midst of mighty men and women of valor. I don't care what your giant is. I don't care how many times you've had to fight this same giant. I encourage you to take a stand tonight. You all stand. Music comes. God is a God of victory. Therefore, his people is a people of victory. And his church is a church of victory. But that does not guarantee us victory if we are not willing to fight. David fought with all of his might, and Abishai came in to save him. But Abishai had to fight. His mighty men of valor still had to fight, even though they had the man after God's own heart on their side. Even though they were the people of God, the army of God, the children of God, they still had to fight and do their part. So even though, if you go back in the book of Revelations, you'll find that we do win. And that old serpent, the devil, is going to be locked up in chains, cast into the fiery pit. We still have a battle that we must face tonight. So if you will, for a few seconds, ask yourself, where am I in my fight? open these altars and I want to do it just a little differently if I'm wrong I apologize pastor if you're a David if you're a David mama maybe the, maybe you're a David you're fighting a giant and you feel like you're losing I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point you out I, I don't know none of y'all and I'm not like this I just just I want you to come up front first be honest with yourselves. 
you're battling a situation and you feel that you're losing. Maybe it's depression, anxiety, fear. Maybe that, maybe it's just heartache and trouble. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. To David, you were not slain. You were not killed. The giant had you down, but the giant did not defeat you because there were some men of valor. I need some men and women of valor. Maybe life is going good for you right now. Maybe you're not stressing about some things. Just wrap around our Davis tonight. We're in a safe place. Come on, if we can't get into the house of God and be honest with ourselves, we got bigger issues, Pastor. David, lift up your hands. You still got a little bit of fight in you. Your heart is beating. There's breath in you. You've got fight in you. You're not alone. Because here in about 10 seconds, you're going to feel a hand come on your shoulders. And you're going to feel a hand on your forehead. And it's the men and women of valor that they're strong. And they're letting you know you're not battling alone. You're not fighting alone. You're not alone. But you've got an army of men and women that are willing and able to help you out. There's victory in the house tonight. There's victory in the house tonight. Come on. Come on, young men. Come on, young ladies. You're in a world that doesn't love you. You're in a world that the world is trying to turn you away from God. Now's the time that you fight harder.
There's victory in the house. There's victory in the house. Come on, we are transitioning. Micah 7 and 8 says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light unto me. Come on, the enemy is not victorious tonight. There may be another battle. There will always be another giant. But when we stand united, there will always be another victory. Come on, let's shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, let's let the gates of hell know that this is a victorious church. Come on, let's praise him. There's victory in the house.
Hallelujah, Lord, we worship you. Amen. Why don't you pray a blessing on the person close to you right now? Ask the hand of God, the goodness of God, the blessings of God. Amen. You can pray strength. You can give hope and help. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Come on, there's a move of the Holy Ghost here right now. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray for an infusion of faith in somebody's heart. Someone who felt like there were just too many giants and they couldn't make it. I pray for faith to touch. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, I praise you. I worship you. I worship you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
of the great points that I think we heard tonight was the fact that David was no longer the young hero. He wasn't a strong man anymore. In David's youth, he wouldn't have needed any help to fight anybody. But now he was weak. And David's value to the kingdom was not diminished by the fact that he was weak. Let me ask you, how many of you came in here tonight feeling weak? You know that your value doesn't come from your strength. You're not diminished at all because you're weak. You're still part of the light. And so God wants you to know that just because you're fighting doesn't mean that you're not still part of the light of Israel. Your weak points don't make you less valuable to the kingdom of God. And I'm thankful for that. Because that way, I, I'm just as valuable when I'm weak as I am when I'm strong. Another great point that Brother Hampshire said several times. He talked about fighting. You remember what the preacher this weekend preached about? He preached about fighting. If you've been tempted at all to give up, you've heard from God back to back. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Don't give up. Don't stop. Just keep pressing forward. No matter how big the giants are, keep pressing forward. No matter how many giants there are, keep going forward. Thank you, Brother Hampshire. How many enjoyed the man of God tonight? Thank you for preaching to us. I just have a couple of things, and then we'll be dismissed. Please keep Sister Bernithi in prayer. She has had a health issue this week and we're believing God to touch her so when you pray if you will please pray for sister Bernithi and one more thing I want to do brother Wilson's birthday was yesterday I want to wish Bishop Wilson a very happy birthday amen I love him too much to sing to him but happy birthday anyway God bless you are dismissed say what brother Danny's birthday is today I love him too much to sing to him as well a happy birthday. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. We're looking forward to a great weekend.